I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. It's a blessing each and every week to come into your homes and to your cars and give you a word from God. I ask if this message has blessed you, please feel free to contact us and know, let us know how this service uh, that you are hearing uh, has blessed you and your family. Until we meet again, God bless you. Matthew 26. For the sake of brevity, brothers and sisters, I want to just read one verse, Matthew 26, verse 39, reading from the NIV rendering, when you have it, will you let me know by saying amen, amen. For the sake of brevity, I want to read just this verse of Matthew 26. Give me a little bit more volume, Tank. Uh, Matthew 26, verse 39. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 39, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. I want to use that a portion, Deacon Pula, for my thought on this morning. I want to use for a thought, he fell face down. He fell face down. I solicit your prayers on this morning, and I solicit some smiles on your face as well. Amen. Amen. This morning... Many of us have come into this August body um, thanking and appreciating what Jesus did for us. In fact, Deacon McLeod, just in a few moments, uh, we will partake in the Last Supper. But many of the times we come in 12 months out of the year and have communion or the Lord's Supper. And if my grandmama was here, she would say we have communion. And many of us look over the fact of what was going on with Jesus. Brothers and sisters, if we look in this 26th chapter of Matthew, we will see that Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. Uh, We see upward in chapter 26 that uh, they and who they are, are the priests and the elders, are getting ready to plot against Jesus. So much so that they are so conniving, Sister Irma, that they say, well, you know, I don't want us to stir up any mess around the crowd 
because it's getting ready for Passover. Uh, let's set his date to be after Passover. For we won't have a crowd that will go against us. And I want to stop here and tell you something. People will conspire against you. If you don't believe me, just live a little bit longer. Brother Al, you will find out that the people that you think are for you. You know, church people. Because it was church people that tried to kill my Jesus. They will conspire against Oh, brothers and sisters, don't think that you are omitted by the lies and betrayal because Jesus had to go through it. And you know, I get tired of weak Christian sister Pula. They can't stand people talking about them. They want to give up when somebody says something about them. But Dick Reggie, I just wonder what would have happened if my Jesus would have gave up. If he would have thrown in the towel and, and said that they talking about me. Why am I going to die for people that talk about me? And you know, Sister Sandra, that's why I can preach to people that I know don't like me. Because if Jesus could heal people that did not believe in him, surely God has blessed me enough for I can minister to somebody that's going to talk about me at the dinner table on this afternoon. Tell somebody, I can minister when people are talking about me. Turn to somebody and say, can you minister to somebody? Why are they trying to put a, 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 a stumbling block in your way? And Deacon Conan, I found out my best preaching is when I know people don't like me. Let me tell you something. The more anointing you have, the more the devil tries to put people in your way to hinder you. Turn to somebody and say, what, what has the devil put in your way lately? <laughs> we see in chapter 26, the elders and the priests are scheming. Those that know the book, those that have studied the book, are scheming against the Savior. I, I, I wish I had a praying church, Brother Gerald. Not only in chapter 26 are they scheming against Jesus. But the disciples 
really don't understand who they've been walking with for this long. You know, in this same chapter, Brother Paul, it talks about a lady anointing Jesus with an expensive cologne. And you know why when the disciples started to see that the lady was using a, 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 a precious perfume, they got mad at him. They sure did, didn't they? And I can imagine with the with my imaginary eye, Brother Gerald, they almost knocked the bottle out of her hand. And said, What are you doing? Are you crazy? Why are you using this expensive perfume on this man? Brother Pula, the same man that walked with him, are questioning his value. Oh, my Jesus went through a lot on this road to the cross. The disciples tell, tell Jesus, Jesus, uh, she ought to go to jail. For putting that perfume on you. But I love Jesus with his soft spoken and foundational words. He say, in essence, you fools. She is anointing me. Because in a few days, I will die. And, and, and you know, we, we always worry about money. And this is the thing that Jesus told the disciples when he told them, look, you know, uh, 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 she's doing the right thing. They said she could have she could have used that and, 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 and sold it for some more money and gave to the pole. But then Jesus says, you will always have the poor. I wish I had some Bible readers up in here. But me in the human flesh. You will not have forever. So the perfume that she's using is just right for the picking. And, 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 and Sister Beyonce, I'm just trying to show you what all Jesus had to go through. Not only did he have to go through our brothers and sisters, uh, his disciples, not understanding what he was going through. Uh, Brother Jerry, not only did he have to endure other scheming plots of the elders and the priest, but he had to deal with old betrayer Judas. Who has some Judases? You know, Pastor Jasper Williams, he calls them Brutuses. Who has some Brutuses in their life? Those ones that'll walk with you as long as the sun is shining. But just when you hit rock bottom. And, and, and let me tell you something, Sister Rita. It's some friends in your circle that's only good when you a benefit to them. 
I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. But, 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 but here Judas experiences Judas. And Dick and Conan, as they're sitting at the table, Judas must forgot that Jesus is all-knowing, and he tried to play Jesus. He said, Master, is it I? You better watch those friends when something comes. Did I, did I do it? It might be a chance, Sister Wilma, that you got a Brutus on your hand. And, and I want to tell you something. If you got a Brutus on your hand, don't feel bad because Jesus had a Judas. And, and while they're at that table eating some good food, Judas says, Master, isn't me. And I like the message Bible, Deacon Pooler. It says that Jesus said, don't play games with me, Judas. You know who it is. Burden. Sorrowful. Friends have betrayal. People in the church are scheming against him. His disciples don't really understand what he's going through. And here we get to the point where Jesus is walking. And sister uh, Eugenia, he, he, he tells the other 12, go on back a little while. I need to pray. And he tells Peter, James, and John to come on with me. And watch for a moment. And here we see Jesus burdened down. Heavy laden. Sorrowful. Of what's about to take place. And the three he called out of the twelve. Are getting ready to go to sleep. The Bible says that Jesus goes into that place. And he leaves the three there and walks off a tad bit. And he's so sorrowful and burdened down that he talks to God. And brothers and sisters, it's something about talking to God. I appreciate people interceding for me. But sometimes, Sister Ann, I have to talk to them for myself. Because you can't tell God how I feel. And sometimes I get a little burdened. And I didn't mean to hold you this long. I just want to tell you, brothers and sisters, that after Jesus stopped praying the first time, he walks over to where he left uh, the three. And they are knocked out on him. 
It's something, brothers and sisters, when you need somebody to pray for you. But I want to tell you something, Deacon Reggie. People will go to sleep on you. Sometimes you think you need Peter, James, and John. I wish I had a prayer church in here. But oh, God is trying to get you by yourself. For you can have a talk with him. The Bible says that Jesus went to those three and told them, you can't stay up but an hour and pray for me. Brother Jerry, I got to leave you, but I learned something from Jesus. After noticing that those three have been asleep, he goes back with that sorrowful heart, that broken heart, and fall with his face down. Brothers and sisters, I don't know how y'all feel this morning. But not only did Jesus fall to his face, but Moses and Aaron fell to their face. In Numbers chapter 20, and God listened to them. Oh, Abram fell to his face. In the book of beginning, chapter 17, to be correct. And there, God changed Abram's name to Abraham. I want to tell you, it's something about falling to your face. Sometimes you're so burdened, you've tried to pray on the side of your bed. And you still were not low enough. There have been times where I've tried to pray at the dinner table. And all of the burdens were beating me up that I still were not low enough. Oh, brothers and sisters, have there been times where you've tried to pray on the edge of the chair? And you still were not low enough. Brothers and sisters, have those times come where you've tried to call somebody and they didn't pick up the phone for you? I've learned it from Jesus. Sometimes you have to get on your knees. But there's been times, Deacon Reggie, where I've tried to get on my knees and the burdens in my life still had me weighed down and I still were not low enough there were times, brothers and sisters, I've had to fall on my face because the stress of life got too heavy for me. And y'all sitting in here like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe you have not been stressed in your life where you've tried to pray on the edge of the bed and you still were not low enough You've tried to pray on the edge of the chair and you still were not low enough. You got down on your knees 
and you still were not low enough. But I learned that sometimes you have to get on your face and tell God, you made me. You know all about me. You see me. I have this one by myself. You see me in a storm. Why don't you come now, God? Burdens are heavy. Burdens are heavy. It's hard to climb. But I thank you, God, that you never left me. That you never left me. Are you glad about it? When you put your face to the ground, you can hear God talking to you. Won't he make a way? Out of no way. Won't he turn midnights into days? Ain't he all right? I'm looking at some people that don't know he's all right. Ain't he all right? Won't he put food on your table? In the Lord able. Sometimes you got to fall on your face. Sometimes you can't pray pretty. Sometimes you can't pray standing up. But sometimes there's been times in my life where I've been so weak. I couldn't pray in my lazy boy. I couldn't pray on the edge of the chair. I couldn't pray with my knees to the ground. There were times I had to submit to God and pray with my face to the ground. Have you ever had to do that before? Won't you hear God? Won't you hear him? Jesus prayed. So burdened down. He could not pray standing up. He could not pray on his knees. The Bible says he went back and fell on his face. And I want to tell you, falling on your face before God is the best thing you can do. It shows that you're weak. It shows that you are burdened down. It shows God that, God, I'm submitting to you. I've tried. I've, I, I've asked my pastor to pray for me. I've asked the deacons to pray for me. I've asked some members that I know has a connection with you to pray for me. But God, I had to pray for myself. And I didn't pray in a pretty way. I didn't pray with eloquent words. But I prayed with a submission. With my face to the ground. And I want to tell you something. Face down. Something about praying face down. It relieves you. It relieves you and strengthens you. And I want to tell you, maybe you've been praying. Praying hard. But I want to recommend a new posture. When you get home. When you get in your praying area. 
fall to your face and have a talk to your master. I'm not too proud to fall to my face because if Jesus could fall to his face, if Joshua at the battle at I, after losing, fell to his face, tore his clothes, and talked to God. Surely, me, I can do the same. Standing all over this building. I want to speak to those that have been praying for a long time. And God is still listening. But he's telling you, Brother Paul, you're not low enough. You got to fall on your face. If this sermon spoke to your life, I found myself on my face a lot of times. Disappointed on my face. Sick on my face. Broke on my face. But one thing I found out when God gave me the strength to come off of my face, he gave me strength. He gave me peace. And he healed my body. If I'm talking to you and God has been telling you that your blessing, that your answer is right around the corner, I want you to come and lay your burdens right here. I know we've had altar call, but maybe you didn't come and that wasn't your prayer at that time. But, but, but maybe God has put something else in your spirit. I want you to come down and I want to pray for you. My God, will you come? Will you come? Are you weak where you can't stand? I want you to come. Don't leave here the same way you came in. He's awesome. 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 My God. Awesome. Get it in your spirit. He's awesome. When you come off the floor, he's still awesome. Awesome. My God, my God is, he's awesome. Come on. Get that in your spirit. Get that in your spirit. Awesome. Awesome. Do you know he's awesome? My God. Come on, let's have a bit quiet. Awesome. Do you believe that? Awesome. 
He's awesome. Awesome. My God. Let me hear you one more time. Awesome. Somebody needs to hear that. Awesome. He's awesome. Yes, he is. My God, my God is. Listen, God will not let me go any further. Somebody has come in here and the devil is playing mind games and making you think that that problem that you're in is not as bad as it seems. But I want to tell you, the only way that it's not bad is if you got God. But as long as you listen to the devil, he'll have your mind. I, I, want, I want for the next 30 seconds as this choir sings, I want you to be in prayer for yourself. Praying right now. Somebody has somebody sick. Intercede for them. Somebody has a loved one that has gone astray. Pray for them. Somebody needs a job. Pray for them. Somebody is feeling suicidal. Pray for that person. Hear our prayer, God. We love you, God. We can't do anything without you, God. Thank you for guiding us and leading us, God. We thank you now, God, that we can speak to you. We can talk to you and tell you all about our problems. We can tell you to heal our body. 
And we're just crazy enough to believe that you'll do it, God. We're asking for jobs now, God. We're just crazy enough to believe that you will do it, God. Somebody's praying for a wayward child right now, God. We pray that your hedge of protection, keep your hedge of protection all around them. Oh, God. Oh, God, be with them. Be with them now because the devil wants them. Take your hands off of them. Take your hands off our pocketbooks. Take your hands off of our jobs now, God. Take your hand, oh my God, off of our life now, devil, because we know that God is able to keep us. Thank you, God. Hear our prayer now, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen.